Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. This is the holiday season, the season of giving, the season of generous, generous people. And if you haven't been generous, give it a try this season, see what you think. Now, because of that, I wanted to touch base on <laughs> on this phrase. A believer and their money will soon be parted. Actually, if you know the origin of that, it's actually a fool and his money will soon be parted. But that's what a lot of uh, that's what a lot of quote unquote uh, evangelists uh, end up doing for people. Let's have a look at some things. That's some flags, so to speak. Um, and these flags would apply whether you see them on TV, they're on radio, or they're uh, in a church preaching from a pulpit. Now, I want to make it very clear, first of all, that asking for people, believers, to donate to a ministry is not necessarily a bad thing. If you, you know, Jesus said you don't have because you don't ask. Well, you ask. Now, here's the thing, though. A lot of individuals, a lot of people who ask, go through... Uh, emotional and spiritual blackmail to get you to give. Now, one reason I say that is because, hey, I got a ministry, I got a Patreon page, I definitely love, uh, you know, any contribution somebody would make. I would also say this, though, if it's the choices between me and your local church, or me and your local food bank, please give to them first. Um, that's the honest truth. Now, that being said, would I appreciate a donation? Yeah. But here's the issue. Um, no one, no one in the kingdom of God ought to be browbeating anybody to donate money. Um, if you gotta beg and plead, then you got a problem. You got a problem either in the pulpit or you got a problem in the church. Now, what we're talking about here, though, are individuals that uh, are exceedingly good at bilking people. In the name of God. And I gotta tell you, I'm 
really believe in. There is a hot, hot place in hell for those people. Uh, and they're going to get shocked uh, when they hit the pearly gates. Um, I'm telling you. Uh, now, you may be thinking, well, it sounds like you're judging people. Well, here's what I'm saying. If you're stealing in the name of God, you're stealing from God. And you're robbing people and you're messing up God's name. He does not take that laying down. God will take it out of you. He will. He, you know, what you sow, you will reap. And they'll get it. And uh, many have, and it, many did not end well. But here's the issue. So what are, what are these flags? What's a flag? You know, what are these little things that pop up? Now, first of all, I want to tell you. So my background and my master's degrees in communication studies. So, and, and I've been a licensed preacher of the gospel for many many years and yes I've given sermons yes I've given many speeches and presentations and all kinds of stuff I even got to teach for, for about three years as a teaching assistant so I want to tell you what I'm uh, getting into has to do also with communication ethics all right but, um, and, and just to let you know, a lot of these people, they don't have ethics. What they got is freaking greed. And um, greed comes from pride and arrogance. Those two things I've mentioned many times. Whether it's in me or in anyone else, God will not let that fly. He won't let it. He will pull if you belong to him he's gonna he's gonna take it out of you in discipline and it's going to be painful if you don't belong to him he's going to take it out of you in whatever means he judges necessary and it's going to be ugly so the issue is what happens now getting back to the flags first thing is the first thing that you will notice on a lot of these quote-unquote preachers, speakers, whatever they want to call themselves, evangelists, and that word just makes me ill when I, when I use it for these bingos. Um, the first thing is they push the idea that they've got a special relationship with God. That their relationship with God is unique and all kinds of different and they get special, special, special kinds of stuff and they'll share it with you. And they'll share it with you. And to be honest with you, it's garbage. Um, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I've listened to quite a few of these guys and they had some ladies involved too listen to them as well and most every one of them will will now they'll say oh well, i'm just like anybody else well if you're just like anybody else you wouldn't be on tv or radio so here's the issue no no <laughs> no you you're pushing something and the issue is um they're uh 
they're saying, oh, you know, this this little piece of information was was brought to me, and here's what happens, and blah, blah, blah. and if you do this, God will do this for you. Like they've got some kind of, uh, like they got God on or on a leash. Like they can pop God's chain and hey God, give me them, give me, give, give me some stuff. For real. Um, so that number one, they really tout they got some kind of special relationship. Now, if they don't tout that, then they will sometimes veil that relationship in a leadership position, like. Well, I'm the pastor of this church, or I'm the pastor of a church, or I'm the, and since I'm pastor of a church, I got a special relationship with God, that kind of thing. Uh, no, uh, wrong, Kimo Sabi. And the reason behind that is because a special relationship with God, when it has to do with pastor and leadership, is is you lead by example, servant leadership. You equip the people to go out and do the deed and do ministry. But that's not what's going on. Now, so they, they that they'll lead with this this image, okay? And I mean it's a big it's it, they got it worked out, man. I'm I'm telling you, some of these some of these people, I, I would just love to know what they're paying their marketing people. Because uh, they got marketing ramped up to five to five thousand, so and uh, and they're if you don't think they're studying how to mess with your head, I gotta tell you you need to think again because they are. Now, so first thing is this special relationship with God. And the other thing is, um, they will uh, they will say. If you will um, listen to them, you will get a special blessing. Okay? Because they've got a, a relationship with God. And that God will do something for you. If you will do what they're asking or do what they're saying. And a lot of times that, that whole argument works up to giving money. Now, and some of them will start off, don't give me any money right now. Don't give me any money. Well, no, no. Why, why should they? Because they're going to like get you 500 times harder later. So they don't have to, you know, take it up front. They're going to give you a free sample. These, these people are using, like, they are pushers of mental, uh, mental uh, opium. Because they're hooking people on this junk. On, on this whole... Um, show and it is a show and God is very far from that stuff um, maybe you might be thinking well that sounds kind of you know it sounds like you're all full of yourself no no not necessarily um, look at it this way um, and, and, and these guys will use the Bible Okay, and this is another flag. They will use the Bible to back up what they're saying. And a lot of, and, and most of the time, a lot of the time, they're going to take stuff out of context. Now here's the interesting thing. A lot of these people will definitely 
they tend to gravitate to the King James Version. Why is that? Because the King James Version, well, for, first of all, is written in um, Shakespearean English. Alright? Uh, if you've read the KJV, it's very, very beautiful. But uh, the KJV at one time was at the 12th grade reading level. Now, when you consider the fact that the newspaper used to be at the 6th grade reading level and then they lowered it to the 3rd grade reading level, if you go to a 12th grade reading level, you will get the point. It, it is very complicated English at points. A lot of the words are different. A lot of the phrasing is different. A lot of the, the a lot of what it states can be easily switched, or and that's because of the antiquated English. Now, does that mean the King James is not a good version? Now, KJV people are freaking out right now. No, 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 no. Calm down. Calm down. I'm just telling you. You know, I'm not getting into the 1611, you know, stuff and, and, and the basic texts and all that fun junk. I'm not doing that. I'm not, this isn't a evaluation of the KJV. I'm just telling you that they use, they tend to use that version because it lends itself, because of the ancient, the older language, to, to twisting. Yeah. Now. On top of the fact that they just flat out twist the verse on, put it on its head anyway, because they're taking it right out of context. But that's that's another thing. So they'll they'll use they'll quote Bible verses all the time, and they're really good at it too. I mean, some of them they just boom, 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 boom. They get all these verses, you know, and they'll just rattle those jokers off, you know, just just one after the other. And uh, well, Satan does it too. Be very honest with you, Satan's got that down. If you if you notice in Matthew when you know Satan's having a conversation with Jesus in the wilderness, you know he's he's popping those scriptures off pretty good, but he's giving them a little half twist, and that's the uh, prime example. If you want to know how some of these people are twisting stuff, is you look at the example in the Gospels where Satan is talking with Jesus in the wilderness, and you see. See Satan half twisted stuff. That's what these individuals are doing, and they'll build this thing, this argument up. Okay. So number one, they'll claim they got some kind of special relationship, or their position will give them some kind of unique relationship. Because if they didn't, why in the world would you ever want to listen to them in the first place? Second thing is. They're going to use the Bible to back up what they're doing, and they're going to take it out of context more often than not. The other thing is they're going to justify why they're so stinking rich. Most of these people are blasted rich. Now get this. They weren't born with this money. Their family didn't give them this money, most of them, that I'm aware of. They got it out of church people. And that's why I'm telling you, there's a, there is a hot place in hell for that. I'm serious. 
the um, they're getting this out of church people and duping them. And they'll tell you, well, God wants me to have this. Well, God wants me to be. So, uh, let me throw this at you, okay? You don't have to, do, we don't have to go into some really deep argumentative examination here. Okay, we really don't. Um, really, all you have to look at is they say they serve a master who, while he was here, was very, very poor. Now, they're quick to mention, well, yes, but when he went to heaven, he's got all the, the wonders and jewels of heaven. Well, yeah, okay. So why don't you wait when you die? And then you can have that jazz too. But no. And uh, and they'll talk about and rail against people who 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 mention that... Uh, humility, humbleness, things of this nature. Now, I want I want to be I want to be very clear here. God has no problem with people having money. Okay? He does not. Now, Jesus talks a lot about money. Um mainly because it's the one thing that trips people up a lot. But there's no indication. It, it, the word says that the love of money is a root of all evil. Of, you know, much evil all evil. Depends on what translation. But the idea is love and money equals bad mojo. So having money and believers who have money, that's not a problem. But when you make that money from the church, and and you you're you're, you're basically um, taking it from church people, and you get multi multi million millionaire freaking rich off of it, there's a problem with that. Now. If they inherited the money, different. If they had a bit of side hustle, all of a sudden, man, went crazy. Okay, that's different. If they wrote a book, that's different. Now, for example, the, uh, the writer of The Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren, he made so much money from the book that at some point he said, I don't want to take a church salary in it. And he didn't. Why? Because he, he literally got multi-million dollars off of that situation. Now, you could say, you could say, well, I'm still making it off of church people. Well, yes and no. Um, it's a book. And you can check it out, and if you think it's a bunch of hooey, you don't have to buy the book, and you don't get the book. And I don't think at any given point in time, uh, uh, it says in there, and, and I've been through the journal, I have been through the Purpose Driven Life 
journal, the whole thing, okay? I don't remember it saying anything about, hey, you do this and this is going to happen. Uh, any uh, uh, promises, guarantees concerning, hey, God will make you a millionaire, give you a Cadillac, all this fun job. God will, God will heal you instantly over something or any of this jazz. And then connect that to the price of the book. So, it's an item you can buy. Uh, people buy t-shirts that have Jesus and crosses and things. That's Now, be very honest with you. A lot of that uh, extracurricular stuff, Keith Green, the, the uh, Christian contemporary artist, God love him. I was there at his place a couple of times. Never met Brother Keith. But he used to call it Jesus Jump. But here's the thing. If you got something and it makes you feel closer to Jesus and it's a shirt or something, hey, okay. In other words, Christian merchandise. Christian merch. If, if that's how you want to um, share your witness with other people, man, hey, more power to you. But again, it's an item you're getting. What these guys are doing is basically selling myth over the airway, from the pulpit, from the radio. And they're filthy, filthy, filthy stinking rich. And they got that way off of uh poor unsuspecting people now um, some of you out there may be thinking well if people are stupid enough to give their money to these guys to these guys and gals then okay what you know what's the big deal you know people gonna get duped but here's the thing Number one, duping people. Uh, last time I checked, not only was that unethical, it was unmoral, and it was unbiblical behavior. Um, and having a lot of money is not necessarily an issue. I've been getting filthy rich off of off of the church itself and the name of God. I think is. I think that's a real problem. And again, God's the one that's going to judge, and they say, Well, God didn't judge me yet. Well, baby, just wait. Just wait. Um, so, anyway. So, they claim special thing with God. Special thing with God. And, uh, they they say, hey, you work with my message, and God's gonna do something for you. So they act like they got God on a chain. And then the other thing is they justify getting filthy, stinking rich off of church folks. And the other, the the, the last thing is. They're not really good at being transparent. And by that, I mean, there are some 
watchdog groups out there. Charity Watch is one that comes to mind that looks at these these people and looks and sees if they ever put their tax reports up. And, you know, they don't. Or you've got to just about sue their loving bejeebers out of them to get them to do it. And when, it, when they find out they've got multiple houses, multiple planes, God wants me to have that plane. No, God wants you to wise up. How many wells in Africa can you dig for that blooming plane? How many, how, many, how many mouths can you feed? I know one food bank that, that literally, for every one dollar that you give them, they can give seven meals out to people. I mean, because of the way they've got stuff worked. I mean, for real. And you know, here's the kicker. You come into the world bare naked with nothing. You leave the world. You got clothes on, but still, you got nothing. So, one of the biggest issues Jesus had with church authorities in Jerusalem and in, in one of the biggest things with even some Pharisees not all the Pharisees but some Pharisees most definitely he got up in their grill is the fact that they wanted the special seats at the dinner and they wanted people to call them special titles and what we have is uh, a lot of people in churches, on radio, on TV, on, I say TV, but internet, um, that have that same thing going on. And you know what? Jesus said, you know, they have their reward. And it's here. I wouldn't want to be them on the other side. And... I do pray on a regular basis that God will keep me in line under his watchful eye and show me when I'm screwing up. So, again, um, if you see any of these things, and I don't care where these jokers are, Male, female, it doesn't bloomin' trippin' matter. In a pulpit, on a radio, local, national, regional, don't bloomin' matter. TV, or, or, and there's TV. Internet, local, regional, national, worldwide, doesn't matter. Please, I'm begging you, check them out hard before you ever give those dudes a dime. There are charity watches out there because I'm most guaranteed, I'm just telling you straight up. Number one, the local church where you are taken care of, where your pastor is, where your, um, where your people are, they are worthy of your support. I mean, if if they if you're going there and and you're getting fed, the other thing is um, there are so many charities out there. 
Um, I happen to give to a charity that helps Israel, and I try to give to a charity that is uh, for a food bank, and I try to give to my local church all at the same time. Sometimes I emphasize one, but try to do that all the time. And uh, I'm not saying that that's the perfect thing to do. I'm just telling you that that's what I do. But you know what? I can count on one hand how many dollars I've given given to these jokers on uh, on the internet and the TV and whatnot. Mainly because I'm telling you, what you're doing is a show. So if you want to give to them, don't don't think for a second God's involved with that. What you're looking at is a show. It's a show. It's Oscar probably worthy, but it is a show. It's a show just like you go to the theater for. Serious. But anyway, that being the case, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.